back, workers. Here again with another episode of the Working Game Podcast. And this week's episode, we're branching out a little bit, reaching all the way out to Denver, Colorado, local number three. We got Kai McLaughlin, and we've got Jacob Brown from Local 440 joining us. Going to talk a little bit about their experiences with training and things on the job and just kind of hang out and shoot the shit. So let's look for a beer and get started. Looking for who? Looking for a beer. Right. Uh, there we go. Thank God. I'm about tired of being the only motherfucker drinking on here. It is always I just me. I thought uh, about that. This video is sponsored by Coors. Oh, this is the Colorado <laughs> boy. <laughs> it, it was sponsored by Bud Light up until now. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Col- that I'm actually, I'm actually uh, working, on, working on a project for Coors right now. And uh, so it's cool to be working on that at work and then come home and have a beer, you know? Hell yeah. So cheers. So it is. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Brown, are you so, 21 yet? Yeah, I am. Right. I got, look, look, I got, I got good beer. It's well, two to fuck, one. I heard it's it. two to one. Two to one. <laughs> I'm not saying it was a bad beer that he's got. Yeah. I just don't have them. I got, I got it's, the green can. But I can go, go get some yeah. tequila real quick, dump some of that clear stuff in it. Well, I appreciate you uh, jumping in on this, guy. It's pretty awesome. I've been reaching out to different locals across the country. It's really cool to talk to some of the training directors and, and how excited they are about getting some of their guys involved in on it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really neat. And so I hope, it, I hope it gets bigger and better. And obviously – the ability of it to improve is going to be based on how well I can put some shit together and have some kind of format to follow. But that's all it is, is really us talking a little bit about what's going on. And the the goal is to make the apprenticeship and what we do for a living more appealing to people, you know, and hopefully get it out there and, and basically just have a little bit of fun hanging out, meeting new people and shooting the shit. Well, do you prefer no cursing or like limited cursing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty awesome because you don't know Josh. (laughs) No, it's when when I do publish it, it is published as explicit. So I can't get a seventeen-year-old kid's mom calling saying, "Oh, you guys were cursing." It's all good, dude. Sweet, sweet. Well, uh, what's up, you guys? My name's Kai. uh, Twenty-seven years old. I'm based out of here in uh, Denver, Colorado, working with Local 3, uh, Plumbers Plumbers Local. Uh, started with them back in March, uh, so I've been with them, you know, just under a year. Uh, first job site they sent me out to was uh, a medical facility that they were building, uh, five stories, uh, almost 200,000 square feet, I believe. Um, super cool place. They, uh, they do robotics with uh, medical medical equipment and robotics combined so i i assume that they're probably doing you know testing on cadavers and practicing surgeries and all kinds of shit because we were installing uh you know drywall with um lead in it for the x-ray rooms where they did uh all kinds of oxygen and different med gas and then they had uh reverse osmosis water um so they had, they had a lot of different stuff that I got to get my hands on, which was a really good first job because it, it was so broad and I got a lot of different 
just experiences that were kind of all over the board. So it, it really piqued my interest really quickly. And I instantly kind of just became obsessed with it. And uh, now fast forward, I don't know, I was there for maybe six, seven months. And now I'm at our fab shop, our fabrication shop doing quality control as ironic as that is. Um, Cause I'm pretty fresh, but uh, so that's been, that's been interesting. And, and I'm learning, you know, it's, it's cool. Cause I'm learning what to look for and uh, what not to do in a sense, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at, and um, yeah, loving it so far. Starting out, you said you started in March? Yes. So you're uh, pretty entry level. I assume you're going through the apprenticeship, learning that way too, and getting training from the instructors out of the local. And then that's what people don't understand is you get, you know, I'm, I'm an instructor myself, so I have guys in class that come in, and we spend three hours a night with them, two nights a week. That is good information, but it's a limited amount of time. And just like what right. you said, the experience that you're getting out in the field, that's where it's at. You know, right. Even, and I, I, I find it interesting that they take someone you know, at your level and put you in QC, which is a good thing. I mean, they obviously, you know, see your attitude and, you know, that's a, a lot of QC is somebody that wants to do it and has an eye for it. You know, the, the acceptance criteria is all black and white. You can learn right. that. You know, and if they take the time and show you and bring you up, that's what it's all about. And, you know, just think 15, 20 years from now, where where could you be, you know? Right. Right. I heard you say plumbers. Is it just strictly a plumbing local or do you have bidders there? Or what's the deal there? In Denver? Yeah, so, so Denver is kind of interesting. So uh, first off, we're local three. Uh, we're the longest yep. continuous local in the country, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think the only two ahead of us are new are both in New York, but they at, at you know different points had disbanded and, and re you know rebanded uh, mm -hmm. or what have you. Uh, but yeah, so our, our pipe fitters is a separate local here, which you know I'm sure it has its pros and cons, but um, I I do think that it uh, it it makes for just a more um, specialized plumber and specialized pipe fitter. Right. Um, I see these, you know, these, these fitters that I work with at the shop, you know, that we're, for example, right now we're doing this job for cores. It's a billion dollar project. They're expanding uh, nearly 30 acres, I believe. And we got the contract for a lot of the, um, you know, the steam and the uh, potable water and the, I believe it's gly glycol or glycogen, whatever that cooling, cooling stuff is. So it's, you know, it's right. 16, 16 inch carbon steel pipe, you know, and, and uh, we got some guys out there that you wouldn't know the difference between the roto weld, which is that big machine that, you know, weld stuff and, and these guys welds. I mean, they look identical. These guys are just putting down just art, you know, art. So right. I think that's a benefit. You know, you get a little bit more of an in-depth uh, experience on your, your particular trade. Yeah, it is neat. I mean, ours is a combined local. It didn't used to be years ago. And, I think we took in local 73, gosh, I think I can't recall for sure, but I think it was sometime in the 70s and they combined at that point. And and I get where you're coming from and I, I kind of agree with it. I don't have an issue with the way that we are, but if you had right. a separate local, like you said, it would be specialized and it's okay. And that's kind of the way it is with us. It's just, we come from the same local because We've got plumbers and we've got guys that specialize in welding or fitting. So you get that. You get the opportunity to specialize in your training. Even the HBJC guys are in the same level as us. Yeah. But even as apprentices, they kind of they kind of go their separate ways after the second, third year. You know, it's 
it's pretty cool. Right, right. And that's exactly, I mean, that's that's one of the cons, right, is for us, you know, yes. as plumbers here at Local 3, you know, it's, it's next to impossible to get um, – schooling experience welding and and on the on the job experience for that matter too because you know they don't want to be taking work away from the fitters in that local so a lot of guys you know they'll go their entire damn career without welding at work you know unless they do it as a hobby yeah and it's i can see it being more controllable because it's basically on us if if there's a call out for a fitter a plumber could actually take that job if they were dispatched you know like you were saying they don't want to take that guy's work not having the, the specific skills or anything like that. But, you know, at the same time, if there's a call out for a plumber, a fitter can't go out unless he has his plumbing license. You know, right. I mean, if you've got the training and you're qualified, then you can go out. But, you know, so it's I can see it's kind of up to us and qualification of the individual, whether they can be dispatched as one or the other. But if it were divided like you guys, I could see that being it would drive you to be more specialized in what you're being called out for. Right. I, I don't see it a bad thing. Yeah. Milwaukee Tool has some of the best tools in the industry. But not only that, they do a lot to help apprentices grow and thrive in this industry. If you go to milwaukeetool.com and check out Grid, they have apprentice connections, trade-specific content, apprentice incentives and much more it is all by apprentices for apprentices milwaukee grid is a first of its kind apprentice only community giving you a unique connection to your industry and one another designed to add value to your education and future career by jumping on milwaukee grid you will be able to share your thoughts ideas and knowledge with fellow apprentices across the country so go to milwaukeetool.com and sign up on your grid. So with that, what led you to the plumber side instead of the fitter side? Or, I mean, I guess what got you into any of this to begin with? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, how much time you guys got, you know? Uh, about nine more beers. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Not as long as you think it is, though. Pardon? So that's not as long as you think it would be, though. Right, right. Um, so, so like I said, I'm I'm, I'm 27. Um, I've done a lot of different kind of odd jobs. I did some college. Uh, I wanted to be a CPA. I, I thought I, you know, I love numbers and I love math and spreadsheets. I thought that's what I wanted to do. Did it for a couple of years in college. Worked at a, a CPA firm as just you know an administrative assistant and. It was brutal. It was horrible, and and I didn't like you know not seeing the sun, not being outside. So, so um, yeah, highest suicide rate job, isn't it? Yeah, my my actually my, my boss passed away. Uh, you know, rest oh, rest. All soul. right, here we go. I'm the asshole. Oh. Yep. Right out of the game. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, man. No, he he had a heart attack in his chair at work, and uh, yeah, they found him in his office. You know, yeah, dead. So really, really Suck. sad. Um, really high stress job and. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I love, I've always loved cars ever since I was 16. Uh, I've been fascinated with cars. That's been my passion. And, nice. um, so I, I reached, you know, in 2020, I, I'd, I'd gotten a new truck and I got a ceramic coating on it. And when I picked up the truck, the guy asked me, he's like, you know, do you have any questions about the truck or about how to take care of it? 
And I said, yeah, I got a question. How the hell did you get into this? You know, he's got Ferraris and Lamborghinis and all kinds of expensive shit at this shop. And, he, you know, I just paid three grand to have this thing coated in a fucking right. film, you know. So he gives me like a half hour of his time, basically tells me he got started mobile detailing, yada, yada, yada. So I end up moving out here to Denver from San Diego. And, uh, you know, I was kind of done with the restaurant thing. I've been doing that since I was 22 and gave up the CPA thing you know, manage restaurants and all that. And, uh, right. and uh, so I was going to start a mobile detailing company with this truck, basically went through a, a breakup, found myself here in Denver, followed this chick out here by myself, no family, no friends, really. My only friends were people I knew through her. And right. uh, I was left with a decision, you know, what do I do? And uh, she ended up getting the truck. I got this other car that we shared BMW. Cause I'm a BMW guy. And, uh, you know, I'm telling my, my mom on the phone, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a lease on a new Ram, a, you know, a Dodge Cummins. I'm going to get a slide-in camper. I'm going to live in that. I'm going to do the mobile detailing. And my mom was like, slow the fuck down. What are you doing? Like, you don't even have a house lined up. You don't know where you're going to live. You don't know what you're doing. And she was like, why don't you look into plumbing? And I'm going to be honest. At first, I was offended. Yeah. I was offended. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I love numbers. I love business. I love all these things. Why am I going to do plumbing? Like, why would I be in a trade? That's not me. So then naturally, like I do, I spent 40 hours researching and, and looking at different statistics. And one of the key statistics that I found was the average age of a master plumber in the United States is 58 years old. And that just blew my mind, you know, and then I started seeing how much money people were making plumbing and owning a business plumbing and uh, how many people were going into it, which is next to nobody. Right. And so, I mean, for me, at first, it was a mathematical decision. It was like, OK, I can make good money. I can do this apprenticeship program, get paid relatively well while I do it, get schooling free and get paid while I'm getting that schooling and then I'll wind up with, you know, a, a certificate, a degree, basically, um, in, in plumbing that I could take arguably anywhere in the world, you know. And uh, that's why I initially got into it. But since, you know, I've fallen in love with it. I love working with my hands. I love math. It, it works out perfect. I love, you know, I, I, like I said, I own BMWs. I'm doing cooling systems all fucking day on cars. Why not do it, you know, with piping? Right. So... No, that's good. We were talking a couple of weeks ago, but like did, I know you're 27, so it's been like forever ago since you're in high school and shit, but like when you were going through school, did that ever come across? Was that ever an option to you? Cause like when we're, I'm 37 and me and Chad were talking like that was not an option. Trades didn't show up to our schools to talk to us about that shit. Hmm. It was go to college, waste a bunch of fucking money and do something that you fucking hate. And you know, uh, now we're here and we're getting into the schools more here. I don't know how it is out there where you guys are. Sounds like you're originally California. Yeah, originally San Diego, graduated high school, San Diego. I, I do remember, you know, they had the military come out and try and get you to, you know, do that. Yep. And I want to say I do remember, might not have been a plumbing representative, but could have swore something from the trades, but I, maybe not. I mean, either way, neither of them made a big impact on me then. You know, I'm such a right. different person 10 years right. down the road, you know, right. seeing the world more is just like, okay, the world's bigger than just start a company. You know, that was my whole thing was like, I'm just going to start a company. What's the company? It don't matter. Well, right. you got to fucking offer something. You need to be good at something to have a company, you know? 
Fuck me. Mom was right again. <laughs> yeah, always. It's frustrating. How did you find it? Once, you, find once you decide the, the plumbing local, how did you get into it? I might have missed it. I was writing some stuff down. But you had mentioned you were doing the auto detailing and thinking about moving around. And Mom said, wait a minute. You know, how, how did you actually find Local 3? Uh, just pretty much Google. Um, you know, I started Googling and watching YouTube videos on uh, open shop versus closed shop, basically union versus non-union. And I weighed the pros and cons and I decided, you know, like I said, I, I would like to get paid a higher wage with full benefits and a pension and get an education that is worth like 50 grand while I'm doing all that. So if you happen to be listening to the Working Game podcast somewhere around Denver, Colorado, and you would like to have a rapidly advancing, well-paying career with benefits out of Plumbers Local 3, just visit www.plumberslocal3.org. Go to the contact tab and fill out your information. You have a place there where you can leave a message and let them know that you are interested in joining the apprenticeship and becoming one of the most sought-after resources in the working class today. You too could be an apprentice and learn a skill that no one can take from you that will be rewarding throughout the rest of your career. So contact Plumbers Local 3 in Denver, Colorado and see what you can do to become part of this effort. You know, a real quick note, another interesting thing I found while I was doing that research was uh, it was a comparison between somebody that turns 18 and goes straight into the plumbing or turns 18 and goes off to college to become a doctor. I forget what kind of doctor, but basically the plumber was, had a higher net worth from 18 all the way till mid 50s. And it wasn't until the mid 50s that the doctor actually, you know, stepped, stepped in front of the plumber just shows like, you know, those those. 10 years you spend in school going into debt. I mean, it's not just the debt you're going into. It's the, the loss of wage that you're losing out on. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not just the, if you take that Avenue where you're going to school and, and getting the student loans and ending up with a whole bunch of debt, you have the, even if you go through the process, a lot of them have to do an internship. You know, there's, right. they're not making the money that we do when we're out there working and, getting the training for the trade that you've decided to be in it's it, it offsets it drastically so i could see where that research if you actually look at the quantifiable numbers would be overwhelming really right. you know and i'm sure you know i'm not discouraging that either if someone's going down that path because by the time they get their debt paid off and what they will be making surely surpasses what we do but you know, the whole time that you're doing that, you've got benefits, you know, you're getting the training, you're getting paid. It's, it's a good start and it's a damn good living. It is. It is. How long yeah. uh, is your guys apprenticeship for? We have a five-year apprenticeship. It's pretty okay. long. So still yeah, five. We, yeah. What's your guys is there? Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of brutal when you think about it in terms of, you know, that one more year and that's a damn PhD. So that that's it's crazy to think about. But I mean, at the same time, like I said, we're getting a PhD in, in, in something that, you know, 
something that I talk about too. I joke around with the fitters at work, you know, and electricians, you can say it about virtually anything, no matter what happens, if it's a recession, if it's a nuclear fallout, if it's, you know, anarchy, nothing, no matter what you can go without Wi-Fi. you could go without, um, you could even go without, uh, electricity, right? You could do candles, you could do shit like that, but you cannot go without clean water and removing waste. I mean, those right. things are, it's, it's recession proof. Right. It's bomb proof. Yeah. And that's what they've always said. And it for years and years without a plumber, you'd have nowhere to go. <laughs> right. Yep. I'm yet to see a, yet to see a cell phone in uh, game of Thrones, but I have seen some toilets. So there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all good information. Cool. If there's other topic, if there's something else that you would, that you have, reserved or you've thought about that you want to share just let us know and that's cool because that's probably we'll go ahead and uh, get a little bit of information on mr brown just for recording purposes looking at the time we should have about nine minutes left before i'll have to hurry the fuck up when you're telling us about yourself yeah be speedy (laughs) man Uh, all right Um, i'm gonna say my daddy (laughs) I'm, i'm jacob brown uh I've been with local 440 um, and BMW C for going on three years now. Um, I first started out at uh, fermentation K132A at uh, Lily's on Harding Street. And then uh, after that, I had went to Messer Gases for Life. Um, Just worked on piping up uh, gas lines. And then uh, we did a Lily MRU project, and and I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I got to do a lot of stuff um, on my own, uh, I guess. Um, It was a good learning experience. I had a pretty good teacher. Um, I ran CPVC. Uh, We also did some screw pipe to the uh, air handlers, and it it was just a fun experience for me overall. I, uh, I learned a lot. I picked up a lot in, in a short amount of time and that was a good job. And then yeah, that's, I go ahead. I was just going to ask, you know, that just thinking about the stuff with Kai and the way they're centralized and both of you being pretty early in the game, you know, cause you are a first year apprentice also, correct? Uh, second. Second. That's right. Yeah. You were, you've already been through one year. So your second year in talking about some of the stuff you did with like Mr. Gas and the Lily MRU, there's a little bit of difference there with, you know, fitting and plumbing and you've seen both sides of it. Have you thought about which direction you're going to head or. (laughs) Uh, I'd like, I want to go the pipe fitting way, but I also want to get my plumbing license. Um, I, I feel like if I have both or I, I know both, uh, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, more, um, knowledgeable, more employable, valuable. (laughs) And, and I think that's the right way to go for me is just trying to, to learn everything, um, and, and get better at it. And how did you hear about the local young man? was going to do the same thing. <laughs> well, um, I heard about the local through a, uh, through a person. 
You fucking liar! Uh, it was your dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I learned. I learned it through my dad. Um, honestly, <clears throat> I I didn't think I was gonna do this uh, when I grew up. Right. Um, I had went through um, fire department classes. I got my uh, mandatory fire um, hazmat awareness, hazmat operations, fire one, fire two certifications through a vocational school. Um, and then one day my dad offered me to come and work and I took that opportunity and I enjoyed it. Um, I, I learned a lot too. Uh, I grew up around it and it, it was just a good fit for me. Oh yeah. Make money, get bitches, be the gods of the trades <laughs> or get your girlfriend out. now. I, I don't remember if you got a girlfriend or not. So I, I do. She's not All here. Right. <laughs> oh, that's good. So what? Uh, talk smack then, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember uh, when we started. Like five years is a long time, and Kai. I mean, you're just getting into it, so don't let me give you just yeah. like bad news here. But is your guys? How does your school work? How about that? Since you guys are all the way out there, what do you mean? How does the school work? So we go two nights a week, usually for three hours. I know some locals. I've heard shit uh, like carpenters around here do day school. Things wow. like that. How does yours work? Yeah, so we do uh, two two nights a week, uh, alternating um, years. So one year it's Monday, Wednesday. Next year it's Tuesday, Thursday. Right, okay. back and forth. Um, we did. Uh, I don't know what do you guys do? OSHA ten or OSHA thirty? Both. Well, ten Both. really. Yeah, ten, 10 starting out. Ten, 10, 10 your first out. year, then you do thirty in your fifth year, I think, or whatever oh, okay. the fuck year it is. So they had us do OSHA thirty in our first year. And Damn. that was that was pretty brutal because uh, we had it. What was it? Thursdays and Saturdays, and it was on top of class. So then you have Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday. You're there from seven to three. Um, so yeah, that 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 it's kind of it's almost. I think it's it's like a hell week that they're trying to kind of weed out anybody that's like fuck yeah. this. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely. Mean, I can, I can see that. They're yeah. looking for that commitment shit. I remember when yeah. we started. Our business manager now was the training agent at the, or training director at the time. And he said, man, it's five years. He's like, it's going to be, it's just going to fly by. You're not going to know where it is. And I tell him to this day, that is absolute bullshit. It <laughs> is five fucking years of your life. Yep. You know, especially if you got, got kids, like you're younger now. Like I was 30 when I started. I went from a job making $25 an hour to down to $16 an hour to start exactly. this year. Exactly. Me too. And I got kids and you miss shit like that. But God damn, is it not fucking worth it? Yeah. 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 I as think long as you can budget and make it through. It definitely is. And the advancement is fairly quick. You know, it's, it is years, five years, but each one of those five years, it gets a little bit easier. Yeah. So let me ask you what, uh, if you, are you able to talk about your scale there and I can talk <coughs> about my scale? Oh yeah. It's, Absolutely. it's all public information. Cool. So, uh, what do you guys start out at there first year on the check? That's a great question for right now. Right. Uh, I don't have my, I, I know I have all the information, but I don't yeah. have it in front of me. I'm um, not old and, enough to hit you with the, uh, what it was when I started. You oh, know? Yeah, right. Right. I, I can, when I got in, yeah. it was seven thirty-five an hour. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's gotta be yeah. pretty close to fucking 20, isn't it? Like 18 bucks. Uh, uh, I, I want to say in. we're, yes. Um, First years make twenty seventy nine an hour, which is fifty percent of your journeyman skill. 
That's why I don't we, have it. We just had a vote to update that it, shit. It was really it bad changing. before. Yeah. Trying to be competitive. I think it was like 35 or 45% when I started, and now it's a lot more to start. Well, that's due to all the surrounding, you know, just like Josh said, he took a job. He left a job making $20 an hour or whatever and took a pay cut. You know, it, hell, you can go to McDonald's and make $14, $15 an hour. And if you're telling somebody that, hey, come over here, this is great, but you're going to make $12 an hour, that's not going to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they've had to make changes and update and get there. But yeah, starting out, I, I was shocked i was think i would have said that i was guessing 16 an hour but i know they just changed it and i don't have it in front of me so thanks for that jake mm -hmm. yeah so here you in denver we uh we actually just in june we did our negotiation and it kicked or we did it back in may but it kicked in in june so we're 50 percent same uh as journeyman there so our 50 percent is 21.92 an hour that's gross that's what i'm at right now um, and then, you know, you get the raise every year once you, once you are in there for a year for us, we go 55% first year, I'm sorry, 50% first year, 55% second year, then 60, then 70 and then 85 and then a hundred. Nice. So even when you go from, from that last year to a journey, when you still get that big chunk, that 25% raise that. Yeah, that's yeah. and I think I just looked that up. Ours is exactly the same, except seventy-five for the fifth year. Seventy-five percent. Yeah, everything else is the same as your yeah. guys. Though seventy-five is fifth year, and then top out. And I think okay. it's, so. That's yeah. an even even bigger raise that last year. Yes, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. used to and be the first two years you know, was they, not a very big raise, and now it's a lot more. <laughs> And something I think that is important for people, you know, anybody that's listening to this that doesn't necessarily know, know or, or have the information, because I found it, you know, it's kind of hard to find this kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know where to find our scale here in, in Denver for our local three. I've looked on the Internet. I can't find it. I have to go, you know, get the sheet from the damn office, you know. Um, but it's, it's important to keep in mind that, you know, with the union, they negotiate on your behalf for everybody. And so it's really nice that you don't have to be fighting for your raise. So here in Denver, we just renegotiated last year or yeah, uh, this year for the next six years. And we're, we're getting $2 per year for the next six years. And then that $2 Damn. gets allocated depending on who, you know, how people vote in your hall. So you get that $2 per year from the negotiation. And then the members of that union all decide, you know, collectively how that gets distributed to your pension to your, you know, on the check, they call it, which is your hourly wage, you know, your benefits and things like that. Um, yep. so, so that is, that's a huge plus, you know, that you don't have to worry about that. And it's, it's significant. Well, that's, that's part of it too, you know, and that's something that people, and what we're trying to do a little bit with this podcast is, is to remove some of that antiquated mentality or, that surrounds you any of this stuff interests you and you would like to get in on gaining some of these experiences for yourself and join a rewarding career, United Association Pipe Trades is a great place to make good pay, at great benefits, and no matter where you are in the country, there is a local out there 
waiting for you to call. Go to ua.org. No matter where you're at, if you need a contact, see how you can get in a career and start living the dream at ua.org. Click on the Join UA tab, scroll over, and click Find a Local. You can find one no matter what area you are in in the United States. It is a great place to be. Come join us and stick around for just a few more minutes. Yeah, but I tried to get into the trade when I was 17 and they caught me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I was the same way. I had a bunch of family in the trade. And I was born to be a pipe fitter, so I knew where I was headed. And, but just like we had talked about trying to get into the trade back then, it wasn't broadcast anywhere. Unless you knew somebody or somebody knew you that talked about it. They only took applications once every two years, you know, and out here it was in the, they ran an ad in the Indianapolis Star and News once every two years. And if you didn't just happen across, uh, across it or somebody tell you about it, you know, you didn't get the opportunity. So it's, it was a little tougher, you know, and it's with me being fortunate and having family members that were in the trade already knowing about it, I, I kind of was looking for it, you know, I knew it was there. Yeah. And just, it worked out for me. I mean, and I didn't, I was kind of particular because most of my family members have a different last name. So I didn't try to ride that, you know, I just applied and went through and it, it took a few times to apply and get in and, you know, show my worth and, you know, make sure that they understood that I was dedicated and ready to do this and eventually got a new apprenticeship and went through. But yeah, I've been doing this stuff for, 32 years now. Ah, damn. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm still too young to retire. (laughs) That is a problem. Right. Josh, what about you? When, when did you start? How long have you been in? 2015, I guess is when I really started because I topped out in 2020. So however you want to break that shit up. I thought it was 16. I started, but. I don't know. I drank too much to fucking remember that. <laughs> so not long, but yeah, like I said, that five years is fucking brutal. I got in, I was one of the old guys in my class at 30. So it, it'll get you there. I've got seven years in, could have done it right out of high school. Didn't do it out of high school. Thought, fuck that. I'm going to go do this job. And, uh, hated that after 10 years and came back to the trade. So my brother's a welder. He's been in for a little bit longer than I have been. And yeah, best decision I would say that both of us have ever made. Oh yeah. So if, if you don't mind me asking a question, so we're all part of the union, uh, different locals, obviously, but we're all in the union. How do we all individually feel about, um, you know, going off and opening up your own shop? Obviously Chad, Chad, you got a bit more experience. You got some more time. You've seen, you probably had friends and colleagues go and do that. Jacob, I'm sure you probably are curious about that. Like me, maybe you've heard some stuff. As far as opening a shop and becoming signatory, there's not a local out there that doesn't need more contractors, you know, with the amount of work that's coming up in the industry. And even if you compare it to open shops, you know, looking at the, the demographics and the total market share that, that we have available to us. I don't know how it is in Colorado, but around here, 
everybody and their brother's got a van with a name on the side of it. You know, so there's people out there doing residential refrigeration. There's all kinds of service techs out there doing that stuff. And as far as we've branched out at our local quite a bit with HVAC and service technicians, we've got a residential side that works under a different contract. So the availability <coughs> is there. It's just somebody wanting to do it, being interested, having the drive, the motivation, and obviously the finances. I mean, it takes a lot to start a mechanical business. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you, you have to have the tools, the resources, you have to be able to get out there and get the jobs. It's there's, there's a lot to it. And you're right. I do have a little bit of experience with it. I, I have been with the same contractor for 22 years. Um, and it's a big contractor. They're nationwide. You may have even heard of them. It's BMWC. I know that we've got an office in Portland, Arizona, you know, and, they all start somewhere, you know, they, this, right. the, the company I work for, they probably average three to $400 million a year. You know, yeah. So it's like they started somewhere. Right. You know, and there is absolutely no yeah. reason that Jacob Brown as a first or second year apprentice going through this and gaining that experience, he tops out and decides that he wants to start his own business. It is, there is a process that you follow. There is, there are steps that you have to take, but once it happens, you have no idea what it can turn into, you know, 60 years from now, it could be, you know, you could already have passed it on to somebody else and it could even <laughs> grow bigger than you could possibly imagine. Right. Right. And, and power to you. I hope you do it. Uh, right. I don't want that fucking headache. I mean, obviously right. it sounds like you've been trying to get your own business for a minute. Maybe this is the way to go with it. Uh, and obviously being in a local is going to help you go a long fucking way with that. And being that you guys are just a plumbing local, you'll probably have your contractor's license and everything else, and you'll be able to. Uh, and the guys that do, I hope you give me a job when I piss everybody off and get fired. But, you know. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's uh, right. not a headache for me. But, yeah, there's there's definitely ways to do it. Getting into the local will give you so many different avenues. And that's some of the shit we've talked about with other people is like, you can be a teacher, you can open your own fucking company, do anything you want to do until then just work for everybody else. Yeah. I think that's a really good point is there's so much lateral opportunity. I mean, lateral and vertical, right? I mean, you can, you can, once you, once you go through the union and you're, you know, fully certified and, and vetted basically, you know, I mean, you can really take it anywhere. You can stay within the union. You can have a really long, nice, um, you know, high, high return career, you know, uh, moving up in a company or jumping around to different companies. You can leave the union. You can start your own thing. Like you said, you can be an instructor. Um, do you guys pay journeyman scale for instructor hours there as well? Yes, it is. It's actually, it's not quite time and a half, but it's a little more than scale just because we do it after hours you wow. know you you already work your eight hour day and then you go into the evening and teach class so it mm. we do pay just it's not time and a half but it's a little over scale right you yeah know, it's, it's, and that's the only there's there's got to be an, it, there's it's not about the money you know i can assure you that i mean i can i can go make eight to ten grand a year doing something else on the side that's enjoyable it's mm-hmm. it's what you're putting back you know and and yeah 
that's that's what got me into being an instructor is when I realized that I actually have the ability to help others, you know, to, to learn to do and figure out what we do and, and improve. And a lot of that comes with maturity, too. You know, I mean, I get I didn't think when I was going through the apprenticeship that I would ever be an instructor. You know, mm-hmm. I never really thought that that's where my path would lead. But once you see how the process works and working with apprentices and understanding that, you know, when I get up in the morning and it hurts to put my feet on the ground and my knees hurt and my back is sore and I got to go to work anyway, I'm not going to do this shit forever. Somebody mm-hmm. else is going to have to help, you know, yep. and that's understanding the financial aspect of it, you know, just like, you know, the benefits that we have, even our insurance, it's all self-funded. You know, it comes out of your paycheck. So you have to go to work. You got to make a paycheck. If you're not making a paycheck, you're not paying into the, the benefits. And it it takes the collective membership to keep that blood flowing. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, you know, and, and that's that's where I get into with the differences of opinions, union, non-union and people that are out there that there, there are people that really disagree with the way unions work. And most of them are capitalists. You know, they may own an open shop and they want to take advantage of the workers so they can make all the money. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. that's the only difference that we're all doing the same thing for the same amount of money. It's just whose pocket is it going in? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just here until my OnlyFans kicks off and it's not going great. So I'll be doing this for a while. Yeah, but I know there's, it, it takes a certain kind of person with a fetish to, but I have to say you look damn good in those stockings. You know what? I try. Um, Chad, you'd kind of touched on the topic of, um, you know, knowing like something about brotherhood and, uh, you know, these guys, you know, the apprentices and passing this on to the next generation. And, uh, with that, you know, what, what were your experiences? And Jacob, I'm, I'm curious to know what you've been experiencing as well um, in the first two years. But what has that experience been like, you know, kind of working alongside these same brothers for three decades? I mean, that's a long time. And I'm sure a lot of them you've known for those three decades, guys that you turned out with. Yeah. And just because Kai was asking, you know, the three decades and you are right, it's you get to meet a lot of people, you know, our local has just over 2000 active members who are out there working every day doing it, well, you know, and that's, and it seems like a big number when you think about it. But if you look at like five, nine, seven, they're like 12, 15,000 members, you know, where's so that? Just that's Chicago, mm. you know, so you get into, and if you like local one, you look, look at local one in New York, New York, it's, probably bigger than that just because of what's around them right in the midwest our local has expanded over the years and we've taken in a couple other locals and it just keeps getting bigger which means we got to travel further to do our work cover more ground but over the years you know going through the apprenticeship i've met you know all the people that i went through the apprenticeship and working with those people and seeing them move around and i'll tell you where it gets there's a couple things that really piqued my curiosity is, you know, as, as you see members that are falling off and passing away, that's like, that's where it's hitting me is these yeah. are all people that I know that I've worked with. And it's like, man, I'm getting older. I shouldn't be oh, seeing shit. that shit yet. 
And then it really hit me about two years ago, being an instructor, when I've got guys coming into class that are younger than my children. (laughs) 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 It's not fair, but, but yeah, and it is, I mean, you know, you mentioned, you asked about the brotherhood and that's, that's kind of what drives me to do this stuff. You know, it's not just our local, it is the UA, you know, there's 355,000 active members in the continental United States and a couple other surrounding areas, but that's all a brotherhood. We're all working toward the same goal. And that's what drives me to get a hold of people in Colorado and, and Milwaukee and Ohio and Kentucky and just branching out. And tonight I've learned a lot, you know, just talking between you and Jacob and the differences between how you guys do it. And then the similarities too, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of neat to see that a lot of the stuff you guys do are really close to what we're doing. And I'm sure as we continue, we're going to see other differences and, you know, some, cause I've, I've heard like just Josh was asking about how you do the class. There are some of them that in some of the more remote areas where they, they don't have a huge population. There's not like a big metropolitan area that they, they will actually go to school for a whole week. And they may have two, they have one instructor that teaches two or three or four classes and they'll travel to different locations to teach the apprentices because they've got such a huge area to cover. Wow. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see those differences and, and, you know, help, help people learn from it and see what we can do to, to do it better. Yeah. That's what it's all about with the brotherhood being, being together and working together and constantly moving to improve our future and right compete you know yeah absolutely you know in my vast years of experience and the multitude of complications that i've had to overcome in this industry thinking of helping people and improving what we do One of the resources that I always turn to is Real Pipe and Valve. They are a local vendor here in Indy, but they're always willing to help. Family owned since 1939, it's a fourth generation pipe and valve supply where you can find anything from carbon steel galvanized, stainless copper, it doesn't matter. They've been around so long, they have relationships that they have built and resources that are unimaginable. So if you find yourself in the need of something that you're having a hard time to get a hold of or just a standard everyday common part, no matter where you're at, you can look them up on the web at realpipeandvalve.net or you can call them at 317-639-8421. They are always willing to help, irregardless of what time of day it is, what time zone you're in, give them a shout and see what they have to offer. Jacob, what do you think, brother? What have you experienced with this? Um, so, like, like the brotherhood, you know, it's like family. Um, you, they all look out for you. You look out for them. Um, only being a second-year apprentice, uh, I, I don't know a lot of people. Um, but I, I have met some good guys uh, in, in my past three years of doing this. And I tried to take the information that that somebody gives to me and then I'll go and take information from another guy and and use that 
to create your own way. And um, it, it's worked out a lot for me. Um, and then just being a part of the brotherhood, I mean, it's awesome. Um, you can talk and bullshit a lot and, and, and go on about your day. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. And literally, I mean, like when you say brotherhood, my brother is a literal brother in this fucking trade. I've got another <laughs> little brother that is in this trade. You know, it's all family. Yeah. It's not all family. There's a lot of family. I worked with some guys for, I think I was 10 or 12 years at my last job before I got back into this. And I don't know about you guys, but I never saw anybody there. Somebody died. Somebody got sick. Somebody missed work. We never passed the fucking hat. We never collected money, did shit like that. This is true fucking brotherhood. We look out for each other. We take care of each other. Yep. Yeah. You see it all the time. You know, I mean, if, if you attend the meetings and things like that, it's, there's, there's always a moment taken for, the ones that are struggling, you know, we talk about the ones that are in the hospital, you know, and if they're, they're having difficulties, you know, whether it's health issues or broken leg, car accident, whatever it might be, you know, they, they still have house payment and utility bills and a family to raise and people chip in and help out with that, man. It's, yeah. it's something else. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. And it is the epitome of brotherhood. You know, that's what it's, it's not all about politics and, you know, protecting the, our, our market share. It's, it, it's part of it, but it is really, you know, being part of the brotherhood and acting as like Josh said, a, a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, kind of like I said earlier, when I, I came to Denver with uh, an ex-girlfriend and uh, wound up here by myself, you know, we split up and uh, I decided to stay, join the union. But, you know, I'm, I'm an only child, so I kind of grew up by myself, you know, apparently I had young parents, so they were kind of my friends, but I was entertaining myself a lot of the time. And so I, that's translated into me getting older. I, I can be by myself. So when I joined the union, I knew about, you know, you'd, you'd work with these people for a long time, but I didn't really give it, give it the time of day. You know, I, I didn't think anything of it. Uh, come to find out, you know, I've met some of the best people I've ever met in my life through this. And, uh, you know, I'm here in Colorado and Denver. Some of these guys, you know, I was hiking 14ers with them every single Sunday, you know, I, you know, so we'd be hiking these mountains, you know, at, at three in the morning on Sunday and then we'd all go Gosh. home, pass the fuck out, wake up and see each other Monday morning at 6 a.m. Be like, fuck yeah, bro, that shit was sick, you know? And these are these are the guys that I'm going to know the rest of my life and I love them and I'm just so thankful it came at just the perfect time for me when I didn't even know I needed it. And so I'm really thankful that is, for that brotherhood. My that legs awesome. are tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something I was going to ask about is that, you know, this if you had any special hobbies or, you know, cause it's different, you know, out here in the Midwest, we've got at least where I'm at on the Southern side of Indiana, we've got some pretty good Hills and hollers, but it's not mountains. Right. You know, I'd assume that you being in Denver have access to different terrain and just wondering if you had any specific hobbies that you go out and enjoy, you know, I mean, you've, you've talked about what you do and where you're at and, you know, you're, you're doing a good job and I'm going to go ahead and say it, living the dream. 
You know, what, what is it. it that you do when you do it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I love cars. So I have uh, I have my, my daily driver that I drive every day, um, 200,000 miles on it. So that keeps me nice and busy. Uh, and then I got my other older cars, you know, 90s manual V8 car. And uh, I like working on that, trying to make a race car out of it. And then, you know, like I said, I, I go hiking with these guys. It's winter now, so we got a lot of snow. So, unfortunately, we can't do it right now. But we were doing it every single Sunday. Me and uh, three other guys, two journeymen, one other apprentice. We all worked at the same job site. Every Sunday, you know, we were waking up at midnight, leaving Denver, get to the base of the, of the hike at, you know, three in the morning, pound a beer and just fucking go at it. And nice. uh so we were doing that. I, I just bought a, a snowboard pass, a season pass to a local mountain here. I'm going to go with my foreman that I work with right now. So, I mean, that's just, it's just, that that's a callback to the brotherhood. I mean, literally like everything I do, whether I'm at work or not right now, yeah. I'm with these, these homies, these bros, yeah. these brothers. I've been there, you know, I mean, I've done some of the most interesting trips i've been on canoe trips you know going whitewater rafting things like that it's been it's been with people that i work with you know the the brothers that you're around and you get together and do things even off-roading you know i mean that's one of my big things i got sand rail and like to get that thing out and that's where i got started from you know was somebody that i worked with right hell yeah about you jacob what you do for fun (laughs) Um, I used to ride dirt bikes, uh, growing up. I, I started when I was like nine and then probably stopped when I was 16. And then, uh, I drink a lot of beer, um, hang out with my, my buddy. Um, he's actually in the, uh, electrician union, um, local 481. Um, and then other than that, I, I bowl <laughs> a lot. I started bowling, picked up on that probably nine months ago, and have been going at least two to three times a week. That's a lot of bowling. So, well, it, it was bad in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> What's your average? Like, right now, uh, it's it's. Uh, oh, he sucks. I, yeah, in my in my league. I see where this is going. In my <laughs> league, I have a a one fifty five average. That's uh, pretty good. All right, I that's not bad. A, <laughs> I shot a six fifteen this past Sunday. Uh, I pulled a two fifty six, a one fifty eight, and a two hundred one. All right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's what, what Josh uh, was saying. One of the episodes before, got a drinking team with a bowling problem. No, we bowl uh, great. <laughs> they just give everybody else too much fucking handicap. I got no shot when some bitch rolls a 50 and it comes out to like 214 after a handicap. I know. You can't win. So Sandbaggers. So here's a real question, Kai. You went from San Diego to Denver. Yes, sir. Do you follow sports? What's your... Yeah, I went from... Who's your team? I went from the shitty Chargers to the shitty Broncos. (laughs) And of course, of course, now I leave San Diego. The Chargers are like half decent, you know, so... That's because they left San Diego. <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. Any it seems to be a trend out there. Right. Pardon? Golf and any of that. Do you hunt? Do you golf? Anything like that? I don't hunt. Uh, I, I was trying to get into, well, 
I used to dirt bike as well, just like Jacob. Um, yep. And I, I kind of got out of it. And uh, my ex and I, when we got here, we bought some dirt bikes to, I don't know if you guys have heard of timber sleds. Okay. Elaborate. It's basically a dirt bike. You take off the front and back wheel. You put a big gas tread on it, like a snowmobile on the back, and then like a front oh, ski okay. with shocks it's, on the front. That's exactly fucking, what I thought that was. Yeah, it's fucking dope. So it's, it's like yeah. a snowmobile, but you can go through the trees a little bit more nimble. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, we bought a pair of, of uh, KTM 450s. And, you know, I hadn't, I'm 27. I hadn't ridden in probably 15 years, you know? And right. everybody, when I bought the bike, they're like, 450s, a lot of bike. And I was like, shut the fuck up, you know? Like, it's so annoying. <laughs> I bought the bike on Friday at about 6 p.m. on my way out to Moab. I literally was on my way out to Moab and I picked the bike up on the way out there, put it in the trailer with all our gear. I was in the hospital the next morning at 11.30 a.m. <laughs> My man. Yeah. Yeah. So Wide open. <laughs> wide open, baby. Yeah, I broke some ribs in my back, uh, broke my foot in two places, had surgery, and that was, that was a bitch and a half, man. No shit. How was, uh, how was that first winter in Colorado after you left San Diego? Right. Awesome. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. I love the snow. You know, I, I didn't get much of it growing up, so. And the, the first year I was here, 2020, that winter, we had like 90 inches of snow or something kind of absurd. So it was fucking Holy shit. pounding. Yeah. yeah. I know. We get, we get like three inches and people start freaking out around here. <laughs> right. it, it's amazing. You know, yeah. it's, it's a different kind of snow, too. We get a lot of freezing rain, so it's like ice. And you can't Ooh. even stand up on it. It's horrible to drive in. You right. know, but. That's what. How much you said you got snow on the ground there now? Yeah, it uh, it snowed the other day. You know, I I drive about fifty miles. My work is fifty miles away each way, so there's there's snow up there right now, or it's snowing sometimes up there when it's not down here. I drive up nice. towards Wyoming, so yeah. But yeah, we yeah, got we got a little bit like just a about a half inch to an inch pretty early. But the yeah. last several years, I mean, we really haven't gotten much. You know, we'll get. I'd say, hmm. I think what's what's our average about thirteen to, I think for the season for the whole year, we get like thirteen to thirty inches all year. It's not okay. a whole bunch, right? It's just, it's funny the difference when you look at the people that are used to it. You know, it's wild, equipment. and I mean, and that's it just is. Denver. You know, that's just Denver. That's the metropolitan. That's not even the mountains. I mean, they're getting you know two hundred right. inches, two hundred fifty inches. Right. But what what blew my mind is you know we have we have temperature fluctuations where one day it'll be in the twenties, the next day you're in the sixties or seventies, and you know in San Diego you don't even get that fucking difference in a year, let alone a day. Right. Bizarre, so you're not man. much different from Indiana because we've had 70 and 20 and snow <laughs> in the same fucking week. Really? Right. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right now we're in gray season, which it's gray all the fucking time, and it just wrecks your fucking mood. It's it sucks. I would love to be in Denver and see all the snow and shit, and it's right. You know, gray season. That's where man. I'm at. Suck it. Yeah. If it's no, cold it's, out, I'd just soon have snow down, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's perfect. I, I I like it here. That's why I decided to stay. You know, I want to see what this place has to offer. Is that your timer fucking us? Nope, not me. 
Oh, I, figured, I was going to ask you the same thing. Did you start one? Fuck no. <laughs> right. Yeah, we still got like seven and a half minutes left. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on here, man. That's awesome. You did a great job, guys. It was good to meet you for sure. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me, guys. It's awesome that you're doing this. Yeah. And you are uh, you're just you're just starting out too. So, uh, and that's some of the things that I'm writing down because with the longevity of this, you know, I I would like to get some people reoccurring. You know, just right. every or so often come back in and you know see the differences from year to year. You know, going yeah. through the apprenticeship. That's one of the things I'm going to try to track as we go through this. So uh, I might even be reaching out to you again, see if you're interested to come on again and hang out and just as I mean, this was cool to me. I mean, that's, we hit some topics, but, and introduced you, but I mean, really it's just all about bullshit and hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. I know. It's awesome that you guys are doing this. I appreciate you having me on. I've, I've been wanting to do a similar thing with uh, YouTube shorts. So it was, yeah. it was cool to see, uh, see people doing it, you know? Yeah. And I hope, I hope other people enjoy it. You know, it's, I, I don't even know what to expect of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't know what it's going to become, what it's going to evolve into. I mean, hopefully I'll get better at it, but even just going through the motions and getting the repetitions in, but you know, the, the work <clears throat> getting out and getting a hold of people and getting people together and seeing the differences. And, you know, I hope it gets spread out and people enjoy it. You know, I mean, that's the big thing is just having fun talking about the different things and getting stuff out there, you know, as, yeah. as I, as I cut this stuff up, I'll put, make a mention for local three and, you know, just things like that throughout the podcast, but it's pretty cool. And that shameless plug about like the third longest run local or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> right. You caught that? Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Right, right, right. I do the same shit. I mean, bring it on. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's, that's just sort of like, I think it's really important for people to hear this because, you know, when I was like Googling, you know, plumber, you know, just plumber stuff, trying to learn about it, there's not a whole lot of information out there. Right. Um, right. So, so it's, it's really, it's important to, to, to see that. Um, fuck, I was going to say something. I don't remember. But. Uh-oh. And you're only 27. <laughs> oh, I know. It's bad. <laughs> Yeah, we started this shit. Chad was like, man, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to talk to all these guys about their dreams. I'm like, dude, fuck that. I just want to bullshit with other guys yeah. to see what they yeah. do. I mean, like, we're all the fucking same. Like, finally, I got guys on here to drink with. I'm only like eight beers deep in this podcast, but I appreciate you guys drinking with me. Even yeah, if it is course, I'm down. I got to go get you know? more. That's what I, <laughs> I mean, it's we're all the fucking same, dude. Like, fitters, plumbers, all of the, the trades. Like, we drink, we golf, we hunt, we Fucking football, sports, baseball. Right. So, Colorado, it, you yeah, actually all... got a pro fucking baseball team out there, too. So, right. Yeah, there, yeah. I mean, this is just a, a cool experience um, to, to meet other people from different locals, too. Um, you know, I, I've never been to Denver. I don't know how it how it is out there, but just <laughs> being able to, to talk to, to you tonight what was a, a cool experience for me hell yeah bro and you you come yeah. out here you you give me a call you know give me a shout definitely link up you know go grab a beer catch up 
Yeah. yeah. And our millions and millions of listeners and our hundreds of episodes here, you know, we're doing great. <laughs> you keep saying that, but one of these days in about three years, we might reach a couple hundred episodes. Right. <laughs> How many podcasts have you guys done? This is like number six. Oh, nice. I have not been yeah. here for all of them. I can tell you that right now, but right, almost. It, it took some did, dragging. I think I only did two of them, just randomly. Yeah, yeah. I remember after the first one, he was like, "Man, we're gonna do a podcast." I'm like, "Cool." I'm like, "We're gonna talk to like local brothers and do shit like that." He's like, "I don't want to put us in a corner." Two weeks later, he's like, "Yeah, we're just gonna talk to local guys." Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good call. Right. I like it. Nice. I like it. So. Yeah, I'm down anytime to drink and bullshit with guys. I'm like, fuck, dude. This is cool. I'm oh, glad yeah. to like see other locals actually getting into this shit and seeing that you're cool. For it. That is a really cool thing, you know, yeah. getting a hold of them and they're they're like pumped. They hear it and they're like, hell yeah, I'll get the yeah. word out. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever see me out there, it's going to be like June or July because I've decided like I'm a total pussy and I hate cold. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. My hunting season is pretty much over after bow season. I went a couple more times, and uh, yeah, then I realized I really fucking hate the cold and waking up at three thirty in the morning. So here we are. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not fun, you know, working early mornings. You know, and like I said, I got to drive up basically almost to fucking Wyoming. It's a fifty yeah. mile commute; it takes me about an hour. So I'm leaving at four forty five in the morning. And I mean, what was it last week or the week before? It was like fucking four degrees out. I had to fucking get all the snow off my car because I don't park in the garage. You know, it's like right. there's a lot. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking miserable, dude. What a shitty is like 50 miles pretty typical for you guys. Cause like we've got guys all over. Some guys are real close. I've got a 20 minute drive. I'm spoiled as fuck. Yeah. But then you have guys that have like an hour and a half drive. Yeah, I mean, I was at 13 minutes. Uh, I was right around the fucking corner from my house, which is nice. And then and I got sent out here for winter uh, just because it slows down a little bit. Right. Uh, but a lot of our stuff, they, they're, our local's really good about, you know, if you live in Boulder, we'll try and get you to work in Boulder. If you live in Denver, we'll get you to work in Denver. If you live in Fort Collins, we'll try and get you there. But it's no promise. You know, it's right. they'll do right. their best. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I am. I mean, I'm clear on the South of our jurisdiction, but if they ended up wanting me to drive for a 40 hour job in Richmond, I'm not doing six hours of driving a day for 40 hours. It's yeah. not going to happen, you know? And that's, that's a rough thing. I've talked to some of the apprentices and they're, you know, they try not to, but there are some that have to do it, you know, and as an apprentice, well, you can't drag up, you know, I mean, you got to go to work Yep. and they're getting stuck with an hour, hour and a half drive, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's brutal. I mean, we have Wyoming as part of our local for whatever reason. I'm not, I don't know why, but so we have people that sometimes do get, get sent out to, you know, I think it's called Laramie or, or Cheyenne and that's, you know, an hour and a half to two hours in the morning. And then when you're coming home at three, four o'clock at, at night, that's a good three hour drive. So you're talking five hours of commuting every day. You know, that's right. brutal. I mean, just for me, that 50 miles, you know, when I was doing the OSHA 30 on top of the classes, yeah. I was doing, uh, I think it was 1,100 miles a week, uh, 1,000 or 1,100 miles because my local, you know, our hall is fucking on the other side of Denver. So I was spending like $650 a month on gas. Yeah, ridiculous. For that month, you know, and it's like, I'm not making 50 bucks an hour here, you know? Right. Yeah. 
But put in your dues, baby. Put in your time. Put in your time, put in your dues. It's fucking worth it. I promise everybody it is worth it. Here, here. <laughs> Motherfucker, dude. The wind is like 50 miles an hour here right now. It's yeah, fucking I'm insane. I'm getting a shitload of texts. We just had a tree fall on the house and uh, about Again? three weeks ago. No, three oh. weeks ago. But wow. my wife is like freaking out because the wind's blowing and now it's... I got a couple more that are in question, so... Shit. Guess oh, what I get God. to do this weekend. Damn it. Look, Santa Claus blew the fuck over on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. God damn it. I got to get up on the roof. I've been drinking all fucking night and I got fucking wind everywhere. So. Well, I appreciate you guys joining in and I'm glad that college was here the, from Colorado and Jacob Brown right. from local 440. Andy, appreciate you guys coming in and we'll do it again sometime. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chad. Appreciate you, man. Cheers, brother. Good to meet you. We'll see you next time. Jacob, Josh, you, take care you guys. See you, fellas. Now, there you have another episode of The Working Game. So glad you guys are here with us, joining in on some of this brotherhood and some of the conversations we have. You know, I hope you guys get it out there, share it, spread the word. And we need to get this everywhere and get this into people's hands that are looking for a rewarding career, looking to start a new career that's that you can get benefits, great pay, room for advancement. I mean, you're going to get in and learn so much, and it's going to provide you everything you need to live the American dream the way you want it and help you succeed. So come on back. We're going to be doing some more interviews with more apprentices from different locations in the country. Get them on here, see what they have to say about it. Don't be afraid to subscribe. Check out the show notes because there's more information in there with links to some of the advertisements that we had, which is Real Pipe and Valve, Milwaukee Grid, the UA, and of course, Plumbers Local 3 out of Denver, Colorado. Until next time, keep on working.